Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 2, looking at verses 5 through 13, read from the New Living Translation. And since the reading is a little lengthy, I'm going to go ahead and get started. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're just drunk. That's all. Again, Acts chapter 2, verses 5 through 13, read from the New Living Translation. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I'm your host of 5 Minutes in the Word. Thank you for taking time to uh, learn God's Word with me as we learn together. Like follow, share at Minute Words or hashtag Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. And my podcast is heard wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. Y'all be blessed. Again, that was Acts chapter 2, verses 5 through 13, read from the New Living Translation. And just like the passage was a little lengthy, the notes and the the, uh, insights about this, very interesting, very lengthy. And all the the three commentaries I use had very interesting perspectives on uh, this section, which speaks of the phenomenon of, of speaking in tongues. Devout Jews from every nation under the heaven were in Jerusalem at the time. The multitude from many nations gathered in Jerusalem because of the Feast of Passover. And um, Matthew Henry said that this was close to the fulfillment of Daniel's 70 weeks. So devout Jews were there expecting to see uh, what was going to happen because they were expecting this the nation of Israel to be put back in place. But that's not what Jesus came for. But let me continue. Many were there 
uh, many of these were the same people who gathered in Jerusalem at the last feast, which was Passover, when an angry mob demanded the execution of Jesus. And when they heard this sound, the crowd quickly gathered, being attracted by this sound, which was either the sound of the rushing mighty wind or the sound of speaking in other tongues. When the crowd came, they heard the Christians speaking in their own foreign languages. Apparently, the Christians could be heard from the windows of the upper room, or they went out onto a balcony or into the temple courts. And the commentary says that many, not many houses or homes had uh, could be, had the uh, ability to hold 120 people. So it was more likely the upper room was part of a temple court, which has huge structures with porches and colonnades and rooms and the crowd of people. And there was a crowd of people milling about because of the occasion, which was Pentecost. So they were there for that, for that celebration. And again, because they wanted to see the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy about the 70 weeks. But let me continue. Um, the crowd heard the disciples and those in attendance speaking in their languages of the wonderful works of God. They heard the Christians speak remarkable things and they were all amazed and perplexed. And some used it as a mean of uh, to ask honest inquiry. And some were just mean, saying they were full of wine, you know, and um, Matthew Henry said it was probably the um, Sadducees and the Pharisees because they were already angry. They called Jesus a, a wine bibber because he, you know, he's hanging around with these people who drink. But again, let me get back to the commentaries. And um, they said, aren't these all Galileans and people of Galilee? were known to be uncultured and poor speakers. This was all the more reason to be impressed by their ability to speak eloquently in other languages. Galileans had difficulty pronouncing gutturals and had the habit of swallowing syllables when speaking. So they looked down upon they were looked down upon by the people of Jerusalem as being provincial. And as I read that, I thought about me trying to speak Spanish. I cannot make my the R's roll. But anyway, I'm almost out of time, so let me finish. And then they wanted to know, what could this mean, this phenomenon of speaking in tongues? And even today, when we, are in, when we encounter people speaking in tongues, you know, you wonder, what does it mean? Speaking in tongues has been the focal point of significant controversy in the church. And I'm a lay person. I'm not about to get on either bandwagon, whether it's right or wrong. But they, were, they could hear the uh, wonderful works of God spoken in a tongue that they understood. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. 
Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you as we study your word, as we come to a section uh, uh, that could be still debated about the importance of tongues. And one commentary says that the gift of tongues is a personal language of prayer given by God, whereby believers communicate with God beyond the limits of our own knowledge and understanding. And that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 14 and 15. And Father, we do thank you for the gift of tongues. We thank you that that's how you were able to reach so many people on the day of Pentecost. We thank you for that picture, Father. We're praying for those who need you in a special way. And Father, we're uh, thanking you in advance for answered prayer. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.